Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on the show today, and today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, Amports Domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. You know what? You want to sit back, enjoy, and watch the Kentucky Derby this weekend, the run for the roses, the greatest two minutes in sports. Yeah, you just want to kick back and enjoy. The weather's going to be nice tomorrow, even better. Maybe a chance to get out on that deck or patio. You want to make sure you're fully stocked with products from Brewers Outlet. As I mentioned, Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. And you may just love wine coolers, water, lots of water, soft drinks, plenty of soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies, pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. Why do I mention the barrels and the dills? They are my personal favorites. It's all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. The best in new inventory, all with great warranties. Fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, which is so important to your buying experience. Great service department, fabulous technicians that take care of the life of the vehicle. Routine to difficult, they can handle it all. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Dick Girardi on the show today about the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Neil Kulong in the NFL draft. Donnie Collins on Penn State football. It's all in today's show. Meanwhile, Alabama, and we did not get to this in yesterday's show because we ran out of time because there was so much news on the uh, construction front for Penn State, especially Penn State football and Beaver Stadium, because everything is obviously cleared the board of trustees. But yesterday it cleared the committee to get to the full vote from the trustees today. Uh, so we spent a lot of time on that yesterday. We did not get to the story about Alabama baseball. And their coach, Brad Bohannon, has been fired amid a widespread investigation into suspicious betting activity on the Crimson Tides game against LSU six days ago. Now, we brought this up on the show earlier in the week, but we just didn't mention Bohannon's firing yesterday or get into it because of the other news. Sportsbook surveillance video has indicated that the person who placed the bets was communicating with Bohannon at the time, according to multiple sources about the investigation, what they told ESPN. The school announced that athletic director Greg Byrne has initiated the termination process for Bohannon for, among other things, violating the standards, duties, and responsibilities expected of university employees. So Jason Jackson is now Alabama's interim coach. They've got Vanderbilt this weekend. The alleged suspicious activity took place Friday at the sportsbook at Great American Ballpark. 
That's why it was. We kept saying it was unusual that it was Ohio that shut down Alabama on the board first. We're like Ohio, and then eventually it was New Jersey and Pennsylvania that took Alabama off the board. Well, the reason is is that the suspicious activity took place at Great America Ballpark in Cincinnati. Well, because it did, that's why they shut it down. And if you're wondering, okay, what about the Reds game? The Reds were playing at. Oakland, so they weren't even there that day. All right? The investigation is centered on two bets on the Tigers to win from the same unidentified customer. All right? There is no reason to believe, by the way, that any student-athletes are involved. Their starting pitcher, Ace Luke, Luke Holman. Now, remember, this is the Friday game that he was that these people were betting on, or this individual was betting on. Friday is when you pitch your number one starter, and Luke Holman is the ace of the staff. But an hour before the game, he was replaced by sophomore Hagen Banks, who had not started a game since March 16th. LSU did win the game 8-6. Now, it's not a surprise that they won, because LSU was an excellent baseball team. Um, Indiana regulators were then alerted to suspicious bets. And they were placed on Alabama LSU as well. So Greg Sankey said, the commissioner of the SEC, that the conference is also investigating the situation. So four states took them off the board. One was Ohio, one was Indiana, one was New Jersey, and yes, Pennsylvania took Alabama baseball off the board. And a spokesman for the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board said the ban on betting on Alabama baseball was put in place as a matter of precaution and will last until further notice. And Bohannon became the head coach of Alabama baseball back in 2017. So it's interesting because regular season college baseball just doesn't attract a lot of betting interest or large wagers. That's what made it stand out. All right, we'll look back at last night's playoffs and the news of the day in a moment. And then we'll have uh, we'll hear from Donnie Collins, Dick Girardi, Neil Kulong here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. The weather is finally going to break. It's finally going to break. Oh, we're finally going to get to the 70s. Breaking the rain. I took the dogs out this morning. It's foggy. I said, I can't believe I, I, I'm walking down the stairs on my deck, and I said, I can't believe it rained again last night. Well, we're finally going to break loose. And the Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. Dick Girardi coming up in the next hour, as a matter of fact. Dick's going to join us at 4.06 to break down the Derby and the Kentucky Oaks, which is also this afternoon. Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. So you might as well stock up now and enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the Derby. Right? Yeah, Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, lots and lots of snacks. Right? They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. The Pickle Bar, led by my personal favorites, the Barrels and the Dills. Indeed, second to none. It is all at the great Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online, sunburymotors.com. Of course, 
yesterday the committee advanced Beaver Stadium to the full board of trustees, and, and they, they said yes to all of it today, along with the other projects as well. The bubble, that practice bubble is needed. Uh, I remember in the original, uh, when uh, Sandy Barber had, and her staff had put out the long-range plan for Penn State, one of them was a second indoor facility. I remember it specifically talking about that for the reason that it was needed because of the heavy use and almost overuse of Haluba Hall. This bubble is about $9.2 million when it's all said and done between design and, and so forth, uh, is actually a relatively, okay, in quotes, relatively inexpensive uh, solution to that. Uh, you have as many as 10 sports, winter and spring, that are using Haluba Hall right now. And it'll take a lot of pressure off of that, which is big. Second, you know, second floor renovation of of uh, lash building. You need that now with all the with the extra staff, meeting rooms, things like that. Uh, you know, you're talking about a facility in Lash that is almost 25 years old. So, you know, they already did the bottom floor. They added the weight room. Now this and this had already been in the planning stages anyway. So that that's. That's taken care of. We talked about Jeffrey yesterday on the show as well, everything that Jeffrey Field needs. I mean, look, when the coach has to change his shirt in his car to come out and do the talk show with me, right? I mean, Jeff, had, that's what Jeff Cook had to do because they don't have a locker room out there. You need you need locker rooms, meeting rooms, coaches' offices, right? Uh, and then all the amenities for the fans, critical. They'll do all of that. Uh, and... Then there's Beaver Stadium. You can do, you can kick the can down the road, right? If you're going to rebuild it, just say you're. Let's say okay, we're going to rebuild. We're going to build another stadium side by side with you know. It's going to be one point five, one point six, one point seven billion dollars. In the end, this project's going to be seven hundred million. They're looking for seventy million initially out of the gate, or to two, seventy to two hundred million out of the gate to do all of this, and it's time. I mean, there are parts of that facility that are 62 years old, and this is being done not just as a moneymaker. We all know it's a moneymaker, but it's being done for you, the fans, in the end. I mean, you deserve to have wider concourses. I mean, not just a little wider, but exponentially wider concourses. You deserve better bathrooms. You deserve better concessions. All of this. Okay, and that's that's what's going into this in the end. Uh, you know, obviously the boxes on the west side valuable because the sun's at your back. It'll be around a media center. That'll be put in there as well. So the timetable is uh, out of this. Uh, now it's going to be the design part because you're not going to move forward unless you actually have you know the renderings that so you know exactly what it's going to look like and why it's going to look like you know and that you can look at somebody and say hey wait I don't I like that I don't like that they're going to get uh, ten fun, ten uh, looks and then they're going to get it to three finals then pick somebody then go from there. Uh, the initial project, the first stage is going to be completed over the next 12 months. So that's the architect and engineer procurement, design, and necessary structural maintenance, okay? They're pouring so much money into the maintenance of Beaver Stadium. Initial construction is going to focus on the 
Priority safety, security, crowd control, and the field lighting. And then the winterization is part of this initial as well. Um, and, you know, and this is going to allow them to, down the road, comfortably host a college football playoff game. It's going to allow them to comfortably host if they desire to go after the Winter Classic for the NHL. I mean, it would allow them to do all this, plus other potential events in Beaver Stadium. Those are things that can happen along the way with all of this. And they expect construction, the primary construction, to begin in January of 2025, right after the end of the 24 season, and they want it done by August of 27. So that's what's going to happen. And the initial $70 million will be funded through a bond Sale planned for June. The bonds will be repaid entirely by intercollegiate athletics. And there will also be fundra- uh, other projects for the fundraising will include concessions, naming opportunities, sponsorships, ticket sales, and new premium seating options to be added during the renovation. Those premium seating options, part of that will be obviously the boxes. And again, with the sun at your back, West side boxes, and I've said this for a long time, really, really important. So there you go. Um, So that's the next step there, and it's critical. You can keep kicking the can down the road. At some point, you have to do it. So doing it now, instead of paying a billion, you're going to end up paying 700. If you wait, that's, that's if you wait five years. If you wait 10 years, 7 could be as much as 1.2 to 1.5 billion. Don't want to do that, right? Doing it now, you have a big number, but the reality is by doing it now, you'll save instead of waiting. All right. Last night, uh, very quickly, uh, the... Warriors won, uh, blew out the uh, Lakers 127-100. They go back to Los Angeles, tied at a game apiece. Klay Thompson and uh, Steph Curry were tremendous last night. Green was really good, too. Um, uh, Jamichael Green, not the, not Draymond, Jamichael Green was terrific last night at the start, only his third start of the season. Uh, Sixers and Celtics play tonight in Philadelphia, Game 3. Sixers without Embiid won. Celtics blew out the Sixers with Embiid. No need to overreact. It's just a win. You move forward. Uh, how about the Florida Panthers? <laughs> right, down 2 nothing last night. Toronto place going crazy. Scored a goal late in the third period. Scored two goals uh, about a minute apart to start the second. And won the game 3-2. They go down to uh, Broward County. Up two games to none. And Dallas won last night over Seattle 4-2. And... That series is now tied at a game apiece going back to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Let's get to the NCAA. The NCAA is going to get a review. Uh, A Boston-based firm is reviewing for the NCAA. And what's interesting is that when you you look at what they're doing with this, Val Ackerman, who's the uh, 10-year commissioner of the Big East, has been one of those who's been vocal about what the NCAA is doing. And when she looks at um, 
what's going on with the uh, NCAA at this particular point. Her her points are that they're missing out on financial opportunities to make everything better. Now, Charlie Baker says he's, quote, fired up for the review. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, but this is what Ackerman thinks they're missing, a commercial unit that would vet and maximize the value of sponsorship deals. Uh, they, they would like to do something like NBA Properties does. They say in pro leagues, Ackerman says, they have sophisticated deals and that they need to do that because of the business that was run by David Stern. She feels the NCAA needs to do that. Uh, you know, And part of that, for example, naming rights. For example, naming rights for March Madness. March Madness presented by, you know, as a naming rights opportunity. That's what she's talking about. A potential partnership with players regarding NIL. Okay, They want a person or individuals dedicated just to women's sports. Right now, there is no one entity that runs a particular sport. Those duties are split up between the regulatory championship competition and rules committees. And the closest person to that designation is Dan Gavitt, who's really, really good at his job. He is the senior vice president for basketball. They want somebody specifically charged in charge of women's sports. They also want to get a separate contract for women's basketball in the tournament. It's been estimated they can get between... 81 and 112 million dollars a year and they also would like to streamline FBS football so the uh, reform-minded Knight Commission has already suggested a breakaway of FBS from the NCAA as well as a committee to oversee major college football uh, Tom McMillan who's the CEO of lead one uh, the organization that represents uh, FBS ad says that's why the NCAA is trying to bring people in from the outside to review all this. One of the big issues, they say, is the NCAA, if 90% of my revenue is concentrated from one source, that's the men's basketball tournament, I'd be worried about it. It's high risk, costs are up, and there's uh, they're under a legal attack. Uh, so they have to diversify. And those are some of the things they're looking at with this review. So we want to at least pass that along, that these are some of the ideas they're looking at at the NCAA level. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sudbury, the beverage supermarket. Coming up, we'll have Donnie Collins, Neil Kulong, and at 406 Dick Girardi of the Kentucky Derby here in the Sunbury Motor Studio on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstores, ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first for microbrews, imports, domestic specialties. They got them. Grab some pickles at the pickle bar, Steve Jones's favorite place. Snacks, Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks, check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore, Reagan Street, Sunbury. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on this Friday at the end of the weekend. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so uh, approval from the Penn State Board of Trustees. Uh, Senators, of course, number one is everybody talks about Beaver Stadium. Uh, so over the next 12 months, architect and engineer procure, uh, procurement, design and necessary structural maintenance, the initial construction will focus on improving priority safety, security, crowd control. So you're going to have larger concourses, middle and, and lower as well, and address the field lighting. Winterization is going to be a part of the initial, which is all this is going to come out to about $70 million. With temperatures that go below freezing, it gives Penn State the ability to host a college football playoff. Um, so they're going to go with uh, stadium-generated revenue, major philanthropic campaign, goal of raising more than $200 million to support the stadium renovation and other athletic department priorities going to Pat Craft. And uh, they're also looking for revenue for sponsorships and third-party contracts. Uh they're going to get a lot done between now in terms of getting the designs and what they need. You're going to start with 10, cut it down to three finalists, then pick one, and that should be in June of next year, I believe. Then they're just going to get things going with the construction beginning in 2025, January of 2025. So right after the conclusion of the 24 season, the idea is to have, okay, 26 is going to be the year Okay, 26 is going to be the year there may be a few seats not available on that west side. But uh, they expect it all to be finished by August of 2027. So that's, you know, the thumbnail on that. The other projects, uh, the training table and wellness center, $31.9 million uh, deal. That's for all the student-athletes. Jeffrey Field Soccer Complex, $21.25 million. Uh, this would give them locker rooms, office space, bathrooms, concession stands, entry plazas, all that and more. Indoor practice bubble, $9.8 million, will provide an indoor air-supported practice facility for the uh, varsity athletic programs, and this will take so much pressure off Haluba Hall. Uh, East area locker room, you ever been in it? It leaks. 
The roof leaks. They need $5.2 million to renovate the first floor of the East Area locker room, which include improvements to the sports performance area, fueling station, satellite athletic training area, office suites, IT suite, and then the last building renovation for the second floor for all those offices and meeting rooms that they need up there with the expanded staff. It's about $22 million. So that's all being moved forward. Look, you the longer you wait, the more expensive this is going to be. This stuff, I can tell you, is all needed. So get it done now. In the end, believe it or not, you'll save yourself money because if you wait five years, and especially if you wait 10 years, it's going to be exponentially more expensive. All right, let's uh, stick with football and bring in for the Scranton Times Tribune, Donnie Collins. Donnie, always great to hear you on the other end. Hey, Steve, how are you? Doing great. It's great to hear your voice, by the way. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been too long, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, okay, uh, general impressions. Uh, this April's always interesting between spring football, the the blue white scrimmage, and now with the transfer portal, which came to a close on Sunday. You may get a trickle out because of the 48 hour thing, maybe today, but. Uh, what's just your general thought of where the uh, program is? I think they're in great shape. I, I think anybody would and should say that. I, you know, I, I I thought the the blue white game. One thing that really interested me is I, I thought you know not only was it a legitimate game format, but I think it was a, a legitimate game for a, for a guy like Drew Aller to to go out there and and have to face some of those uh, defensive schemes that he saw. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, they came after him and. And, and, a, and a pretty good offensive line had some issues with with some some defensive ends who who had a who had a, who had a good game and a coming out party and that's a position of strength for Penn State and I, and I think that's going to be good for Aller because I mean you could argue that how, how many defenses is he going to see this year that are as good as the one he saw in the blue white game probably not too too many I mean maybe five or six but but yeah, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to see him progress this year and and and, and I think. You know, Penn State's got a lot of depth now on on certain positions on defense. Certainly, they they need to to improve in some areas, but that's every team this time of year. So I, I think this coming out of the blue white game, they know now what they what they need to fix. And you know, boy, I mean, are they going to be able to do it through the transfer portal? Are they going to have to develop those guys this summer? Probably a little bit of both. Uh, probably more develop those guys that they have on the roster. But but I think in the blue white game, we saw some some guys who. You not, didn't get too many people talking about them. You know, Denai Dennis Sutton, Zariah Fisher, I thought, you know, both those guys played very well. And, and I think moving forward that you, know, you saw you know, there's a, enough hope with those young guys to think that with what Penn State has, they can they could be pretty good in the fall. Uh, now the portal there, James Franklin and his staff have done really an outstanding job over the years of filling – what they perceive to be is maybe a gap here or there. What are the those potential one or two gaps that could help them out in the portal? Yeah, I think they've been as good as, as anybody in the portal, really. I mean, outside of just going and getting everybody that the, that you could find and being, you know, a, a, a program that that is going to just you know build teams for the portal. They're not going to do that. But but you know, I, I think if, if you're looking at positions. You know, James mentioned defensive defensive tackle. You can you can go find a couple of guys there and and, and help build that rotation there. Um, but the receiver is another spot that, that that he's mentioned going out and, and getting. 
Uh, and, and I, yeah, that's a tough one for me because I, I think you have so many guys on, on your roster, and I think yeah. some of them could play. And, 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 and some of them, you know, I, I, what, what Amari Evans did in the Blue White game didn't surprise me. You know, they, they really talked highly of him and, and Taylor Stubblefield when he was the receivers coach last year. I asked him about Evans, and, and he basically said, you know, it's just going to take him a little bit of time. He was a high school quarterback. Every, you know, everybody right. knows kind of the backstory there, but, but I, I think he came out and played well. But I thought Saunders played well, too, and, and that was important. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah the James kind of mentioning receiver, I think that I, – I don't want to say that's a luxury at this point because he knows. He sees him every day. But I, I think that they can get a, get by with with what, what they've got at, at, at receiver. Um, but yeah, I, I think whenever you can get better in the trenches, you get better in the trenches. So get some defensive linemen if you can. Maybe maybe an offensive lineman if the right guy is there. And, and that's kind of the guys they've been they've been offering. But uh, you know, not many people ever mention special teams. I, I I do I'd see what I can get there as a you know as far as kickers I I, I don't know about the punting situation I think Thompson uh, he, he evidently had a 62 yard in the Blue White game I don't remember it but that doesn't that doesn't surprise me <laughs> that I that I don't remember a punt from a from a game but but I I think they're going to have to get better on special teams that's one thing we learned out of the out of the Blue White game too so maybe they hit that in the portal but really right now I I would think you know get better in the trenches if you can and 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 I think they'll they'll do that and 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 see what where what they could hit from there the uh what's interesting is the college football playoff announced today the dates and what they're doing uh they announced today that you know once they get to the 24 season first round games will be at campus sites on friday december 20th one game and then three games on saturday the 21st the quarterfinals, the Fiesta Bowl will be on the 31st and 24. Then New Year's Day, it'll be the Peach Bowl, Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Semifinals will be the Orange and Cotton on the 9th on a Thursday. And Monday night, the 20th in Atlanta is the championship game. Then in 25, it's Friday the 19th, Saturday the 20th. Quarterfinals will be Wednesday the 31st at the Cotton Bowl, Thursday the 1st, Orange, Rose, Sugar. Semifinals on the 8th. Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, because they're going to keep that rotation. And then the 20th of January in Miami will be the championship game. Now we're going to see the college football season end on January 20th. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's late. <laughs> it's, it's it's almost yeah. as long as a as, as a college or as a NFL season. If you if you want to, it, you're really pushing the conference championship games. Really, uh, by the time you're you're wrapping up, it's, it's a long season. It's, and, and I mean, I get it. It's a long season for what four teams, realistically. Uh, so it's it's a shorter season, I guess, for for most of the most of the teams. You know, if if you know, depending on what the rest of the bowl structure is going to look like, and 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 four teams are going to four of the twelve teams are going to be eliminated that that first weekend. Right. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure their season ends that way. But but yeah, it, it is. It's going to be a, a long football season. And the other thing I find interesting is. You're playing how many of your games there? Six? Six of your biggest games of the year aren't on Saturdays, and most of them are midweek. And I, again, I see how that plays out. And again, that's the NFL. The yeah. NFL has forced them to do this. Yeah, and and the you know and the other side of that coin is you know I, I sit here complain that they don't have a lot of college football games on Saturdays, but that first weekend where you're playing those three games, the the, the 
the early afternoon, late afternoon, and primetime game in the first round, that's going to go up against NFL games. Yes. So it, it's that, going to be, that's I, why I think it's going to be very this. fun to see how those ratings go. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, too, because the, um, what I find interesting is that, look, the NFL acts like they don't need anybody. And maybe in reality they don't. But I think they do need college football. And the reason they need it is Bryce Young's already, quote, an established star coming into the league. The NFL doesn't have to mold him into a star. College football does that for them. Yeah, correct. I mean, look at the look at last weekend. Look at the draft. I mean, it's it's the best minor league system in the world, and it's not really even a minor league system. It's it, it, you look at it, and and people are tuning in from Thursday night until Saturday, late Saturday afternoon for the draft to see these guys get picked, and they know most of them. They they, they do scouting reports on them. They they watch the combine to see these guys. It, 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 you know, fans don't get enough football, and. And I, and I think the lines for for fans are blurred between college and, and, and the professional rank. And, it's going, and they're going to continue to get even blurrier for obvious reasons. But really, yeah, this is, you know, Bryce Young last year was playing most of the year for Alabama, but you know, how many how many NFL teams wanted him? I mean, I, you know, how many NFL fans are thinking that yeah. guy could change our fortunes? And, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that is part of the lure of, of college football now, that, that you know, that that's, that's somebody who you're – you know, you, you heard you know the tank for Tua stuff a couple of years ago. As sure. ridiculous as that is, it, it, that's a lot of the reason why NFL fans are watching college football now. Is how, how could these guys help me? Uh, on the world famous speaking tour, uh, the stop this weekend was in South Carolina. Two thirds of my questions from the audience dealt with either the transfer portal or more with NIL. Mm-hmm. Donnie, what kind of feel do you have for NIL? <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, I, I mean that's what no, I mean, no, I've had. The to... great question. Um, I, I do a podcast every week now, and I have people come every week to, to a certain degree. We talk about NIL, and every week I mention the same thing. I, I don't know anything. Uh, I, I know what it's about. I, I know what it's. I know what it is. I know the impact it's going to have, and I, and I guess that's a lot. When you, because when you see what what kids are getting now, what what they're expecting, but you, you know, once you learn something about NIL, it changes three weeks later. So it, 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 it's very difficult to to kind of get the grasp on it. And I think I think it's it's difficult for fans, which is why you get a lot of questions about it. You know, yeah, hey, how is you know, you know I, I get every once in a while, yeah, what are they paying Drew Aller this year? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 know right. I, I know that Drew Aller can go and, and make a nice living being Drew Aller if he can, but it, 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 I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is, and there's a lot of misconceptions about what it's going to be, but it's going to change everything, and, and it already has, obviously, and, and, and that's why James is, you know, you know, 90% of what he does now is, is pound the table for what, what, this, what, what this means for his program. Yeah, no, I, and people are asking because they want to know, and I know that Penn State has been as high as third in endowed scholarships. And I said, I said, I don't know. Maybe you need to shift over to NIL because of the current. And look, you and I both know. Everybody thinks everybody's making a lot of money. A few guys are. Most of the guys are like, 
oh, great, I get to go over to the local restaurant, and they're going to give me a little bit of money to sit there and sign autographs? I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what most of it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's NIL to me. You know, it, it, it's not you know uh, the star basketball. Who, what, what's her name at, at LSU who got the Mercedes deal over the weekend? A- it's it's Angel not the who gets to go to Garrity's and sell some yeah. pasta sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then that's really what it it is. And, and last year in, in, in Scranton, they had over the summer, and this, this I, I think this is a really good example of what NIL could be. You know, uh, Sean Clifford and his, his, his you know, with Limitless and those guys, he had, he had a whole group of, of Penn State players come up. Jair Brown was there, uh, Toluca, uh, you know, uh, Curtis Jacobs was there, Parker. Um, but they, they did a big camp. Hundreds of kids showed up, and, and it was yeah. free, and, and they did this big camp for everybody. It, it was a really positive experience, and a lot of those guys are in the NFL now. You know, Parker's in the NFL. Uh, you know, yeah. Cliff is, you know, Cliff with the Packers, and it, it, it was just this great event. And I was there; my, my kids went to it, and I thought, you know, this is something they would not have been able to do five years ago. Right. And, right. It, and it, do that. A, it, it does. It, it does enable kids to, to you know, it, 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 when you think about it, like Sean Clifford couldn't run a camp because it was against right. the rules. Right. And now they, they can do that. And if, if Old Forge Pizza wants to bring some guys up, they're like, hey, great, yeah. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. It is funny because there's still some I mean, there's, there's still some rules that I didn't – you learn something new about it every day because I was talking earlier with – uh, with uh, with Mike Resigno from the Scranton chapter, and you know, yeah. you know, Mike, you're going to be up for the, sure. the, the dinner, I guess, in in, in June. But yeah, I, so, you know, I said because they were looking for speakers, and I said, why don't you just pay one of the players? And they they still can't pay the players. <laughs> That's right, still they can't the do it for them. It's against the rules. I, they can't do yeah. it. Yeah, so I, I don't know who could pay what and and, and why, and and, and 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 I think they just change every week. So it's a it, yeah. there's some really good things about it, is what I know, and it's, it's great for the players, but. I, the, the rules yeah. to me still very confusing. Yeah, so that means you're stuck with Mike Rhodes and me. So that's yeah. just, <laughs> that's what it ends up being on June the eighth. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're looking forward to it. But yeah, it's always it's always a fun dinner. But I, yeah, I, I've never met Mike Rhodes, obviously. So oh, you'll so like him. oh no, day. you'll like him, Donnie. He's he's an impressive guy. He's just a good down to earth guy. You'll like him a lot. He's he's our kind of guy. Yeah, I've heard too that he was a an outstanding Division three basketball player. The, the people at the University yes. of Scranton say they they've yeah. seen him and they remember him as a, almost legendary at, at at that level. Yeah, oh yeah, at, uh, and with Lebanon Valley with uh, Pat Flannery as yeah. the coach, and was it to be what the Scranton Royals? Yes. Ah, the University of Scranton Royals. Yeah, I remember Jimmy Martelli my, played there for two years. Yeah, my got two years up there. They were like. The big deal all the time. Everybody talked about. It. In fact, I'm going to be up in the the old Lehman campus on Friday, as a matter of fact. So, looking oh, forward yeah. to it. Yeah, no, no, it's commencement weekend, and my buddy Rick Berry's giving the commencement speech. So they wanted to do something, so I said, "Okay, cool, I'll go." Heck, <laughs> <laughs> no games this weekend. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm free for podcast. And I'm free for podcast too, Donnie. So we're all good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Donnie, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks, Steve.
Donnie Collins, great work as always on the Scranton Times Tribune. Looking forward to seeing Donnie next month when uh, I go up to uh, Scranton with Mike Rhodes. Be a lot of fun up there, always is. And uh, in fact, that's the 42nd annual dinner they've had. It's the it'll be the 21st one I've been to. I will hit the 50 percent mark. All right, today's show brought to you by. Our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. They're running the Kentucky Oaks this afternoon. They run the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. Who better to talk to about all that and much more than Dick Girardi? He joins us in the next half hour here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.